Hi there, you are listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast, where we talk about being unstoppable in your brand, business, and life. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and as an entrepreneur, lawyer, course creator, and author, I understand what it takes to strive for the next level. Through 20 years of having several businesses, making a ton of mistakes, and celebrating loads of success, I love to share my secret sauce, tips, and strategies on how you too can become unstoppable. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Being Unstoppable podcast. I am your host, Carly Fontanelli, and it is fabulous to have you here today. I don't know where you're tuning in from. Maybe it's a walk, maybe it's a little jog, maybe you're pushing a pram or sitting in traffic trying to get to the office. Who knows? Wherever you are, I hope that you're having a fabulous time. I am sitting here on the Gold Coast in my office, snuggled up because it is freezing outside. I am sure that we have never had a colder winter. It just feels that way anyway. In today's podcast, we are following on from the discussion that we had last week, which is all around VAs. I get asked a lot about hiring VAs because a lot of law firm owners and service-based business owners don't know how to hire a VA or how, how a VA might actually be able to help them out. People often get really surprised when they hear that I've had a VA for so long. I've had a VA for at least four or five years um, and I've had quite a few different ones come and go. So I have got a little bit of experience with it and we have found them to be excellent in many, many ways and obviously they offer an alternate to hiring someone here in Australia where it can be a lot more expensive to do certain tasks like your social media, SEO, bookkeeping, whatever it might be that you are wanting to outsource in your business. You can literally hire a VA to do any job that you can think of and you can hire really, really good ones. But if you want to be successful, it is really important that you go through the steps properly and hire and onboard a VA in a way that is going to set yourself and your VA up for success. So today I am going to have Brie, who is my in-person PA. She is going to pop on to the podcast with us and talk about it because she has been hiring the VAs for us and she's also been onboarding them and managing them. So let's get stuck in and talk to Breezy about hiring VAs. Hello, Bree. Hi. Bree has just popped in from the other side of the office, which is about two seconds away, to talk to us about hiring a VA. So first of all, we wanted to talk about exactly how you go about the actual hiring process, um, which is kind of similar to hiring anyone else really, isn't it? Yeah. So the first job that we've done is to um, create a job list of what you want them to do. Yeah, this doesn't have to be too specific, just the main tasks that you want. Um, and then the deeper you get in with your VA, the more you go into the specifics. But what we have found, though, is that when we haven't been, um, if we haven't outlined job requirements, sometimes the ones in the Philippines can then afterwards, once they get onboarded, 
they can get a little bit edgy that they didn't think that that was part of the salary package. Mm -hmm. And even though they have been offered like say 40 hours work for a fixed fee, they then sometimes want to negotiate their salary because they think that they're doing different or more work. Yeah. So my tip would be probably state the biggest, um, most difficult tasks in your job description. That way, anything that comes after that isn't going to come as a surprise. Um, So yeah, you can just kind of start from the very top, the main um, jobs that will need to be done. And then as you go on, just trickle down everything else. So one of the things that we have found as well is that once you have one VA, they tend to know a lot of other people. <laughs> they follow. That, yeah, so they can, they can if you've got one VA, they can kind of source you other VAs. Yeah, so, they've got networks. <clears throat> they've got networks. So we have found that we've hired one or two and then you ask around and they're able to find you other VAs. Um, mm-hmm. And so with that, you start with your Um, job description and what you want to actually outsource. So have a good idea around that. Yeah. And they kind of tap into different markets. If you're looking for something that they can't really do, they always manage to find someone who can. So yeah, once you get onto one, they'll find you others. That's 100% true. So the second step is that we actually create a full job description. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is everything from A to Z, everything that you might need them to do. Um, yeah, main tasks, little tasks, routines, everything that you would usually do um, and whatever you want to get off your plate. And then the third step is is that we've either created the job description and put it online or we've given the job description to the VA we've got who will find us someone. Yeah, correct. And also um, once we go over the interview process, when I do interview, it will always be via Zoom um, and this will be recorded and I actually do run through the job description there um, and then after the interview I do send through that whole recording so they can go back and listen again if they like. Okay, so that's we've skipped way ahead. Okay, so you mentioned interviewing. So tell me exactly what you do go through when you're interviewing for a VA? Um, So definitely communication. So the way that they choose to communicate is very important because if you have one person who would prefer Zoom calls over emails, then you know how to communicate with them. Um, As I said before, you do go through everything A to Z. You just want to make sure that there are no um, grey areas. What about language? How have you found that? I usually start the conversation with kind of like, how's your day going? What have you been up to? And then you get a gist of the language barrier pretty quick. But yeah, probably within the first five minutes, you know whether that's the one or not. So the other thing that we've come across um, sort of between the interview process and the start process um, where there's sort of a bit of negotiation going on. So we'll do the interview Mm -hmm. and you get a good feeling for someone and then you start negotiating the salary. And so this is where things can get a bit tricky (laughs) because I think the other thing too, and I don't know if you'd agree, Brie, I think that um, there's a cultural difference. Yeah, absolutely. There definitely is. So what have you found around that? So I have found that they want their job description very clear and they do not want any changes in that when they are going over salary because the minute you give them something that isn't on that job description, then the negotiation of the salary comes back to you. So definitely make it clear with the job description, then go into salary and then hopefully you'll come come to an agreement. Because the difficulty that we have found is that 
um, we want someone for 40 hours a week to cover off a whole bunch of different things like social media, graphic design, Mm. whatever it might be. And then as soon as we throw something else like an extra Instagram. Yeah, it's game over. It's game over. They start. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, yeah, you don't want to throw anything in the works after you have gone through that um, job description. So, yeah, anything, even if it's not in the works yet, just put it in and then negotiate a salary. Do not do it the other way. So then the other thing that we've come up against or around is that, for example, you have, you've done your interview process and then you've found a couple that you like mm-hmm. and then you ask them to do some tasks. Yes. So I always lay out the platforms that we um, need assistance with. So this is, um, let's say, four social media accounts. Um, I send them the links to the social media account and, for instance, your um, Carolee's website, just so they get a vibe for the colours and everything like that. I set them up with our Canva account um, and I say, go away and do, um, let's say, three different mock-ups. Um, let's say we're talking for Collective Family Law Group, um, an initial consultation image, something like that. Um, Then they'll go away, they'll make something up for me and then you get a pretty good gist of who will be best for your um, company by what they use, what colours, if they match your theme kind of thing. Yeah, if they've kind of put thought into yeah into your branding and yeah and they really have to research your website because it is too hard to explain who you are what you are everything behind the business um yeah if they do just go through the website and your social medias that's the best way to get them so the other thing that you want to make sure is that they do what they say they're going to do so we've had this sort of experience before we've onboarded someone we have you've sort of found it difficult to catch someone where you've sort of thought I just, you know, I really like them. They're, they're amazing. They, they've returned the work and the work's really great. But then you just start getting a feeling that they're not committed. Yeah. And this is where you really just have to drill into them that this is going to be a lot of work and it will be full time. And if it is 40 hours, it will be a full 40 hours. Um, And again, kind of just hype up the job. Even if you think you're overdoing it, it's better than underdoing it. I've found definitely just say like, this is a lot of work. Are you prepared? Um, And then, yeah, that's your best bet. So recently you tried to get get someone uh, onboarded, you interviewed them, you really liked them, mm-hmm. but then the wheels kind of fell off after a week or two. What was yeah. happening? Yeah, so I think there was a miscommunication. I kind of just was like, yep, this is the job description. You know, you've got all pinks and cute colours and everything and it's like, oh, this is going to be easy. But it actually is a lot of work and, um, yeah, I just I think I underestimated um, how she thought of the workload. So, yeah, just overestimate it. Don't even second guess yourself. So what happened in that case? So she, I trained her up. I probably spent mm, a week, two weeks training her, thinking this was great, and then she just went off the earth. Like I couldn't get in contact. <laughs> Could not get in contact with her. I was like, hello, are you there? Like what is going on? So, yeah, that was a massive lesson learned and a big waste of time. So Yes. So how did that make you feel? Oh my God, I think I came into your office like <laughs> crying. It's just like, it's with, it's like anything. You kind of take a little bit of a gamble on it when you're employing and then you kind of work out within the two weeks what is going to happen. But yeah, that's very frustrating. So don't do my mistake and just, yeah, just drill it into them. This is a lot of work. Are you sure? Um, yeah, don't waste your time like me. <laughs> Yeah. So that's really what we do to um, go through the process. So after you 
after you receive their work back and you're happy with them and you get a good feeling from them, you then employ them. Yeah. You yeah. Choose your one. Choose the one that you want to. And then it's like really onboarding and employing anyone where you've got to spend time and train them. And if you don't spend the time and train them, it's going to be hard to have a successful experience. Yeah. So explain to us um, about your onboarding process, like what you've done and how it may have been successful or not so successful. Yeah, definitely. So you're going to have to chunk out your time when you are onboarding someone like anything. You've got to put a lot of value and you've got to put your best um, foot forward when it comes to onboarding. This is how they're going to be doing things. So if you're going to do it half-assed, then you're going to get a half-assed performance. Um, So I have found that um, just... Your routine is really important. So when I first employed my first VA, um, I would start with a Monday morning email. This would be everything that needs to be done for the week, so the big tasks. Um, Then if there's any questions, that kind of thing. And then throughout the week, I would Zoom call any major um, tasks that would be done more than once and this VA would have to do multiple times. Um, And again, record that Zoom call and that way you can have questions and be interactive and that sort of thing. So, yes, it does take a lot of time, but, again, this is just well, hopefully will be a one-off thing and it will be a great investment. So yeah, really put a lot of time and Zoom will be your best friend because it allows them to ask questions and for you to answer. And the recording is really a lifesaver. So yeah, that's great. And then um, gather kind of a mood board. Um, when you first get your VA, you're obviously getting them because they can do something that you can't. So Get some graphic designs or some cool things off Canva that you love. Um, Put that all together in a Dropbox or a folder or anything like that um, and then give that to them. So this is this is you specifically talking about say for social media, yeah, outsourcing your you know getting a VA for your social media, mm. um, because everyone's got a different idea of what they like and don't like, and if you don't explain that to your VA and you don't show them by way of visuals, that how are they going to know? Yeah. Apart from what might be on your website, how are they going to know what you like and don't like? Exactly right. And it's really starting from a blank page. Like, I mean, myself with Carolee, I, when I first met her, I instantly knew her vibe because I walked in her office and there's dried flowers and pink and cute things. So they don't know that. So yeah, you really just have to start from the basics. Like this is an alien from another earth and just teach them everything that you want them to know about you. Um, yeah. And the, the really important things is to just to make to communicate. Um, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Otherwise, it just leads to a whole lot of frustration because they're delivering things that don't make sense to you. Mm-hmm. But if you don't actually spend the time explaining it, how are they going to know? Yeah, exactly right. And they are from a different country. Like it's so difficult. It would be like us doing work for them. Yeah. That's how you just have to think about it. So yes, it can be really frustrating when it's like, oh, what do you mean? Like you don't understand this. But when you get someone good and you've spent that time with them, it's amazing. Yeah, exactly right. And then you need to think as well, if you're going to hire more VAs in the future, this main VA that you are training up, this is the principal to your VA team. So you are pretty much putting into her what you're going to get out of multiple VAs one day. So, yeah, or him. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't had a him. We've only had hers so far. Yeah, we've only had um, female VAs so far. Yeah, they've been great. Yeah, 
They have been really good. I think one of the things is starting out as you mean to carry on yep. in terms of um, schedules and, you know, what I one of my experiences was um, before I had Brie working here, I had a VA who um, was sort of graphic design, social media, all of that type of thing. And I let her get a little bit casual as in, you know, I there might be times where I was feeling too busy to delegate work. And so you end up not delegating work and they're probably sitting there twiddling their thumbs or laying on the beach or whatever. <laughs> and because you're only paying them 4 or $5 an hour, you're not overly stressed about it yeah. because you're still getting a lot of value out of your monthly fee. Yeah. Um, but what then happens is that when you do get busy, so in this situation, when I got busy and wanted her to do more work for me, I started putting a bit, applying a bit more pressure. Can you do this? Can you do that? And then she quit. (laughs) (laughs) She quit. (laughs) Because she was used to not doing that much. She was used to lying on the beach. Um, She was used to not doing that much. And so when I wanted her to do more. Yeah she got a bit cranky pants about it and quit. Yeah. So I think, you know, y- your VA is only as good as your delegation yeah, as exactly well. Right. And this probably leads to our next point, which is um, task management and how you actually keep on top of those tasks. Um, and I have a few really great platforms that I've always used. Um, so if you have multiple VAs, this is also great for that. Um, but there is a platform called Trello. It is completely free. I'll have it in the show notes. I'll link it there. Um, and what this is, is is basically columns of jobs that you would like and you can make them into whatever topics, um, whether they be urgent, not urgent, please do this week. Um, and you put all the tasks in there. You can color code them. You put attachments in, notes, anything like that. So um, that sort of thing's been great. And then what happens is once that task has been done, you drag it into the done box or you drag it into the in progress box. So you can always log on to Trello and you can see exactly what your VA is working on. Um, and then you also can set due dates and that sort of thing. So that's been a really great um, platform. There's also someone, something else, I think it's called Mondays. Yeah, um, that's the yeah. same sort of thing. But it's we've not. preferred we've preferred Trello. But, yeah, you can yeah. have multiple people on Trello as well. And so, so communicating with them, um, like the SEO VA that I have, um, she likes to be communicated on WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also communicate via email. Yeah. So, what are some other ways that you communicate? Yes. So I have a platform called Lark. Um, I'll also link that below. And pretty much, it's very similar to Zoom, but it's more based on the messaging. So again, it's very similar to WhatsApp. Um, And you can just text. I like to set the days up for my VAs with an email. And then throughout the day, I just have Lark up on my desktop and there's an email, uh, sorry, a message pop through. I can see it there and just quickly type back. Otherwise, something else on Lark that has been great um, in my job, sometimes I'm in my car and I'll see a post pop up and it will be wrong. Um, And then you can just give them a call and that is really great because it saves you like having to type out exactly what you want Um, and if it is on Canva or you're doing some graphic design or something you can run through like Canva with your VA on the other end of Lark um, and just point out any changes you would like so Lark has been awesome. So the other thing too is that when communicating you don't have to always be texting or typing you can also send a voice memo yeah which is really easy to do 
and it, you can also um, send a video. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually done those ones. I usually just give them a call, but I know with you, you sometimes send me voice messages. Um, but yeah, Lark has been my go-to. And also what about Loom? Tell us about that. Okay. So Loom is also amazing if you are short on time and you don't want to repeat yourself with, um, standard jobs. So Loom is pretty much a screen recording, um, program where you can record everything you're doing on your screen. So for example, if I need my VA to um, create something on Canva, let's say this podcast um, cover that goes up every week on Tuesday, there's a podcast cover that says new episode out, rah, rah, rah. So I will go through on Canva exactly how to do it, what needs to be typed into the blurbs, um, and then you can save that on Loom. And then you literally have a screen recording video you can send to your VA. You do not need to have it live or anything like that. That VA can save it on their desktop, their laptop, whatever, and go back to it when it is time to do that same job. And these are all things as well, like if you create a library of Loom videos showing your VA Mm -hmm. how to do tasks, those are also Loom videos that once you've recorded them, you can hand them to any other VA. Yeah, exactly right. As you... Um, hire new VAs or if your VA moves on you've then got a much easier process of training your new one. Uh, Yeah and definitely um, as Carolee has taught me a lot about is to systemize it so I found I've got my own little team now and when my first VA left I was like oh my god like I have to do everything all over again. So if you slowly get your own VAs to systemize what they do every day um, and you can even have them making Loom videos you'll save yourself a massive hassle in the future. So Loom is amazing. Yeah. And so what other tips have you got for either hiring or onboarding your new VA? Um, Making it very clear of the work kind of times that you'll be working. I found with my first VA again, there was a um, lack of communication in the time frames that I wanted them working. Um, So just making it clear of what times you will be on your computer. I take my lunch break from 12 until 1. So I make sure that they take their lunch break at the same time, whatever that time that is. I think it's two hours behind. Um, Yeah, I think just always be up for any question and don't be put off if there's a silly question because in my experience it's only been once that I've been asked these very basic questions and again it is super hard to come to a to Australia and just get that whole vibe that we're after when you're from the Philippines so yeah just be open and patient yeah I think patience is definitely a big one because if you can be patient and get yourself through that training process mm-hmm. you really then do have someone who's great on your team that you can literally set and forget, mm-hmm. leave them to, you know, doing um, all your social media or whatever it might be. Yeah, that's a big one, making sure all the principles are laid out in the beginning, although it's painful and you might feel like you're repeating yourself, it's all worth it. Wow, that was a great <laughs> little topic to talk about, wasn't yes, it? it was, <laughs> definitely. So Brie has loved having a PA or VA. <laughs> Actually, can I have a PA? Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't have a PA, but you can have a VA. Um, Bree's loved having a VA because it's enabled her to do more high-end tasks and, um, you know, she's here on the ground, so she's got lots of things going on and having um, 
a VA has helped her to be able to really expand. Yeah. And also, um, how have you found like learning, you know, in terms of being a leader of your own team? Oh my gosh. Yes. I have learned so much and patience has been the biggest one. Like I praise you for being this patient. I could not do it often, but I'm starting to get used to it. And yeah, it's learnt, um, I've, it's taught me how to delegate and yet to be patient. And I think, um, as you said that, you know, delegation is a, is, it's a skill in itself mm. and it can be easy to think, I'll just do it myself because it's easier. Yeah. Or, you know, no one's going to do it the way that I do it or, you know, so how do you yeah. overcome that? Oh, it was really hard. In the first um, couple of weeks, I found that I was just getting them to do graphic design and not any of the systemized things that I do. Um, but it, once they've done it once and you've made comments and whatever it is that needs to be changed, um, usually you find it comes along a bit easier. But I don't know, just take growth is taking a risk on things like that. And if you want to grow your business and you want to grow your team, you've got to kind of start from the bottom and let them do those jobs that you think you're all the best in the world at. But yeah, it is a little bit scary, but just trust in the process. Yeah. Trust in the process. So if you have any questions about hiring a VA or automating your business so that you don't have to do the low end tasks yourself and you can do more high end profit making tasks, you can always find me on Instagram at carolee.fontanelli or you can find me on email or through my website, com. And now I am going to push um, export on this and <laughs> hand it over to Brie. <laughs> okay, see you later. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Being Unstoppable podcast, brought to you by my personal brand, Freebies, which you can find at com. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave me a review. You can connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Just search for Carolee Fontanelli. Until next time, remember, if you believe in yourself, you will be unstoppable. Unstoppable.